Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Last Thursday, so not this Thursday, but the Thursday previous, uh, we were at home and I turned on the heating, the central heating, and I put it on 20 degrees, 22 degrees, and then I waited for like half an hour, an hour, and I'm like, it's still cold in here. And it's like there's something wrong, and so the heater wasn't working. I think I may have shared a little bit last week. And so I went up into, into the roof, because I'm a real handy kind of guy. I'm a real handyman. I went up into the roof. If you're a visitor, you'll, you'll understand that joke if you spend some time with us. I'm not very handy. I went up into the roof, and I went to the gas furnace, and that was a mission getting to it to start with, all these pipes and things, ducts everywhere. And I went up to it, and uh, I took off the uh, – I turned the power off first. I took off the front panel, and I could see this, this LED light that was flashing. And it was, and it was four quick flashes and then one long flash – pulled out the owner's manual and I went down through it and it said this status code means that the heater igniter isn't working. And so I'm like, well, it gives a, and it gave a procedure on how to fix it. So I went through that procedure and I followed those instructions and then it didn't work. And so then the next set on the instructions was, you are too dumb to fix this, call a service technician. <laughs> so the next morning... I, I called on the phone, I called up the service technician and I explained the status code and he said, too easy, uh, we can come out and fix it, good news, the bad news is that we're not going to be able to come till Wednesday, so that's almost, uh, almost a week, okay, so that was this Wednesday, so I said, okay, no problems, that's what you're going to do, he gave me a quote for the price, I was like, ouch, but yeah, we need our heater, and so he came out on Wednesday, and, and so Wednesday morning, I'm like, today's the day, the heating's going to be back, he comes out on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, gets up on the roof, does his checks, he's there for a little bit longer than I'm expecting, and he comes back down, he's like, I got some bad news. It's not going to be as easy to fix it as we thought. It's, it's not what I thought it was. It's something else. And I said, okay, no worries. And he's like, guess what? It's twice the amount of money to fix it. I'm like, oh, okay. And he said, the problem is we've got to order the part and I can't get it here until Monday, tomorrow. So I'm like, oh my goodness, it's, it's almost like 11, 13 days with no heater and... Um, I escaped two days because I was in Cairns last weekend, right? But I'm like, we've got to get this heater fixed. So he's coming out tomorrow. I, I, I've never looked forward to central heating so much in my life. Like I'm the kind of guy in winter who usually puts on a jumper and just gets warmer by wearing something. But I'm looking forward to central heating just so I can stop hearing the complaints of my children and my wife about how cold it is. Ever had something... In your life where you had it and then it wasn't there and you realize how important that thing was in your life. Like something that you've had and it's been taken away from you, you took it for granted, but you really miss it and value it when it's no longer with you. Like I value our central heating so much more now than I did before the, 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 the infamous Blackmore Residence gas heating crisis of 2023. And maybe your car has been in an accident, anyone had a car accident, and then you realize how much you need your car, right? It's so valuable for us in day-to-day -day life here in Melbourne. Perhaps your health has deteriorated, you've been a fit person all your life, and you're now sick, and you realize how important health is 
in your life. Maybe you had someone in your life, a relationship or a marriage or something, a friendship, and that person, for whatever reason, is no longer in your life, and you didn't realize at the time how much and how important they were to you in your life. You had something, you no longer have it, but you really value it now. There's also another paradigm that we can live in. We cannot value something because we've never had it. Like if you've never had central heating, you don't know how it is a miraculous gift from God sent from heaven. Like if you've never had it, you don't know how important it is. And so there are things in our lives that because we haven't experienced it, we don't know how important and valuable it could be in our lives. And today, as I share about Pentecost Sunday, and as I talk about the Holy Spirit, I want you to tuck that little thought away in the back of your mind. Having something, realizing how valuable it is when you don't have it, not realizing how valuable something is because you have never experienced it. Put that away in the back of your mind as I share this morning. Pentecost Sunday. What is Pentecost Sunday? It's a day prophesied in the Old Testament by the prophet Joel. He said this in the scriptures, Joel 2, 28, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Turn to the person next to you and say, all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. It's a day where God prophesied, where God promised to pour out His Spirit upon all people. Who is this Spirit? It's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the Spirit. Uh, This promised Spirit was the same Spirit that was with God at the beginning of creation that we see in Genesis 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was there at creation when God the Father created everything that was. He was there, Isaiah 63 mentions the Holy Spirit being at the parting of the Red Sea when the children of Israel, when Moses lifted up that staff and they went through the waters. And in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit, He comes upon specific people at specific times for specific tasks for a specific period, temporary period of time. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is is one of three persons of God. Scriptures talk about God the Father, talks about God the Son, who comes in the man of Jesus. And then it also talks about God the Holy Spirit. And He is no lesser or no greater than the other two persons. He is God. So Joel says to us, says he prophesies, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is going to be poured out on all men and women. And then the waiting begins. A bit like the waiting that we're having at the moment for our central heating. The waiting begins for the Holy Spirit to come. 700 years, 800 years pass by and people are still waiting for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to come. And then Jesus, God the Son comes. 
And he comes to earth and he lives a perfect life, a righteous life, sinless and blameless before God, enabling Jesus to be our Savior, enabling him to die on our behalf, take the punishment that we should have received and dies for our sins. But he doesn't stay dead. Three days later, he rises again. He is risen. Our Savior, our religion believes in a living Jesus, a risen God. He's alive. He rises again and then he's performing a, a final farewell tour. Now, not like a John Farman tour. This is a, a final farewell tour, a tour that is actually a final farewell tour. Does anyone know what I mean? Yeah. No one has a clue. John Farman, he's like got 10 farewell tours. Anyway, you can think about that later, guys. Jesus says the following to him before he ascends to heaven. Acts 1 verse 4. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait for my gift, wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 700 years, 800 years of waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And Jesus echoes that same uh, a thought wait, he's coming. Wait, he's coming. The Holy Spirit is coming. And so Pentecost Sunday is the day we remember the Holy Spirit's arrival upon the believers, upon his church. It's the day the Holy Spirit comes. And and in Christian tradition, we remember his arrival seven days after Easter. Why is that? It's because the Holy Spirit arrived 50 days after Easter. The, The word Pentecost, pente means 50th, 50th days, 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit comes in power and might. Have a guess how many Sundays it's been since Easter. It's been seven Sundays, seven times seven, 49. It's close enough, right? (laughs) It's the day the Holy Spirit arrived to disciples. Otherwise, we would have to do it tomorrow. And you guys have all got work and stuff like that. But but I want you to listen very carefully right now. I want you to listen to this because this is important. Pentecost heralds the arrival of the Holy Spirit as an indwelling power. It heralds the the arrival of the Spirit of God as an indwelling power in our lives, the life of the believer. See, prior to Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes upon specific people for a specific task, for a specific temporary period of time. And at Pentecost, that all changes. That's all different. See, the Holy Spirit no longer only comes upon specific people. He has indwelled all people. All believers, and he's, he's no longer comes upon us just for a temp, in a temporary way. He comes upon us in a permanent way. We often look at the Old Testament and we say, I wish we lived back then when, we, when all the miracles and the manifestations and signs and wonders of God were. But no, I am so glad we live post-Pentecost because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, each and every one of us. God doesn't just restrict himself to come upon only a select few. He has come and indwelled in your life. Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a, uh, the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. 
All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just the apostles, not just those who gave to the needy, not just those who spent time reading the old scriptures, came upon all the believers. And let me tell you today, that means that if he came upon them, he has also come upon you today, Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Ephesians 1.13, and now you Gentiles, that's us, unless you are a, 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 an Israelite, a Jewish person, but us, the Gentiles, non-Jewish, uh, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. Good news, church. We need a Savior. God has sent a Savior. His name is Jesus. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. I think some people need to praise and glorify God this morning. What did we receive when the Holy Spirit uh, filled us? What, what was it that he gave us? Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. You will receive power on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Can I tell you this morning, church, there is a power that you have received in your life unlike any other power that you would know or experience in your own strength. That word there, power, in the Greek is the word dunamis. I love that word. It's the same word we get the word dynamite from. The Holy Spirit in your life is dynamite power, explosive power, power to change, power to, to, to shake things off. It is supernatural, extraordinary power that enables ordinary people like you and I, to do extraordinary things for God and for His kingdom and for this earth. See, there is power from the Holy Spirit to transform your life and to make you who God wants you to be. There is Holy Spirit power to empower you to be about His mission. There is Holy Spirit power to set you free from addictions. Come on, am I speaking to anyone this morning? There is power to set you free from sin, to transform you into a new creation. There is Holy Spirit power for all of us. Today I want to share two simple thoughts on the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. Today, if you're taking notes, write these down this morning. Number one, the Holy Spirit indwells us to take the gospel message to the world. To take the gospel message to the world. At Pentecost, Peter, one of the disciples, stands up, preaches a sermon, shares the message, talks about different things. And the question is, what does he preach about? Does he get up and preach a story about how to live your best life? Does he get up and preach a story or tell a sermon to say, hey, these are the five steps to have a successful life? Does he stand up and say to the people, hey, this is, my, this is what I'm trying to tell you today. Everything is going to be better now. Does that, is that what Peter does? No. Peter doesn't do that. Peter preaches the good news. He preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, we are all sinners. 
We need a Savior. God sent a Savior in God the Son, Jesus. He died for us. He is the only way to salvation and eternal life. He came and He offers us that salvation, that free gift is offered to us today. If we would choose to confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that He is who He said He is, that He rose from again. Again, the Bible says, Jesus says, you will be saved. Today at the end of my message, I want to give any person here an opportunity, an invitation. If you don't know Jesus like that. If you don't know him like a savior to you, if you don't know him like I know him, and so many people in this room, I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus, to say, Jesus, I want to receive your gift of salvation. I want to follow you and also receive your Holy Spirit power. Acts 2.38 says this, After Peter preached a powerful message on the day of Pentecost, the hearts of the people were stirred. Stirred. Ever had a moment in your life where there's a stirring in your heart where you're like, man, there's something stirring inside me? There was a stirring in their hearts and they asked, what shall we do? They heard the message of Christ and something arose and stirred in their hearts and they're like, how do we, what do we need to do to this message? How do we respond? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes and His power is upon our lives, and we tell people about Jesus, their hearts will be stirred. And I want to encourage us this morning, as we speak, He gives us the words to say. As we seek and we ask, Holy Spirit, is there someone in my life that you want me to tell about the gospel message of Jesus Christ? He will give us the sensitivity of when to speak, when to hold back, when's the right moment to speak into their lives. When the Holy Spirit comes, He is the one that creates the environment that is ripe for someone to be open to receive the seed of the good news in their life. When the Holy Spirit comes, He readies hearts to receive. He's the power that transforms the sinner's life to a saved life. Pentecost reminds us that the Holy Spirit's presence is not a mere spiritual experience, but a divine commissioning. The Spirit empowers us to be witnesses, ambassadors, and agents of God's redemptive work in the world. Pentecost Sunday reminds us that the Holy Spirit has indwelled us so that we might take the gospel message to the world. The keys could come. Number two, the Holy Spirit empowers us for the everyday. Who loves coming to church on Sundays? Who loves being in the presence of God and worship and uh, hearing, hearing just an amazingly gifted, handsome preacher preach to you and, and <laughs> cut that part out of the podcast? You know, going out and having coffee afterwards and catching up with friends. And there's just something so good about being in church and the house of God. Uh, and I love it. I love catching up with you. I love seeing your faces. I love having the opportunity, if I'm, if I'm giving it, to pray for people. But tomorrow, I'm going to wake up. And tomorrow, I'll read my scriptures and I'll pray. But then guess what happens? Everyday life continues. Everyday life continues. If the kids could play, that would be fantastic. School drop-offs and pick-ups, right? We've got lunches to make. 
We got, we got, you know, there's work to do and all the stresses of that and the projects that we might have. And if you're running your own business, there's bills to pay and finances to keep track of. And you know, how's the bank account going? When's, when's the mortgage coming? And when's the, the food bills? And there's appointments for our kids to take to the doctor and the, 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 the dentist and the orthodontist. And there's, there's more money going out for the orthodontist. And there's lawns to mow and gardens and beds to make and maintenance on our houses and our properties and things like that. There's, there's family and friends to catch up with. And it is so easy to experience the Holy Spirit's presence on a Sunday in a place like this. And to then allocate Him. Today I'm going to meet with God. But then tomorrow, Monday through to Saturday, we forget about the Holy Spirit. And we live life in Bronson's power, Bronson's might, Bronson's ability. And we think that, we, we think that He's just for Sundays. But church, He's there to indwell us and empower us for every day of the week. For all of our life. For all our life. The Holy Spirit is there and He's come to be in our marriages in our relationships and parent to child and in our workplaces. He's come to say to husbands, love your wife. Husbands, today, are you loving your wife? Loving means sacrificing, giving of yourself. It means spending time with your family and your wife. It means coming before them and saying, I love you. What can I do to do better? And I'm preaching to me. I'm going to go home today and say, Gab, how can I do better? Come on, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, men. We know it. We know it. And too often, men, we turn our backs on, on the Holy Spirit's voice. It's not just hearing, it's obeying. Wives, are you loving your husband? Are you supporting him? Church, are we supporting each other? Are we loving each other? Holy Spirit speaks to us. Hey, that brother and sister in Christ, you know something's going on in life. Can you do something for them? Can you be praying for them? Can you go and encourage them? Can you be a shoulder for them to cry on? Can you be someone to give them a high five when life is going amazing? The Holy Spirit speaks to you. So you don't need me up here today preaching this message to tell you to do this. The Holy Spirit indwells you. His power. And it's not a condemning power. It's not, it's not like going before the school principal. It's an encouraging, convicting power that lifts you up, that pulls you up. It doesn't push you down and make you feel bad. It's like, come on, come on, you've got this. I'm inside you. You don't have the strength. I've got the strength. You are weak. I am strong. The Holy Spirit comes. Not just for Sunday, for all our life. And in John 14, 26, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. His followers, he said, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you about the Father. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you about the Son. As you read your scriptures, the Holy Spirit is going to help you to understand. And if you don't, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to people who can help you understand it. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you. But I also believe the Holy Spirit has not just come to reveal the scriptures. The Holy Spirit has come to teach us in all of our life. All of our life. Prayer is Holy Spirit, how can I be a better husband or wife? Holy Spirit, how can you teach me to be a better parent, better dad? I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better dad. Holy Spirit, I've got this issue at work. Teach me. How can I navigate my way through this? 
Holy Spirit, I've got this, this decision I need to make, this important decision, this financial decision. What, Holy Spirit, how are you teaching me? What are you, what are you leaning? What, what can I hear from you? What do I need to do? The Holy Spirit teaches us. And He will and can teach you. submit your life to His speak, to His words. If you will obey Him, Holy Spirit, we want to hear you. We want to hear your voice. We want to be taught by you. We want to obey you, Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. With the fruits of the Holy Spirit operating you, do you know what your everyday life will be like? Well, ask the people around you. They'll say, it'll be better. I'm not saying your circumstances will change. I'm not saying the bank account will just go up. I'm not saying the promotion you're looking for is going to happen. I'm not saying the, 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 the girl or the guy you've been looking at is going to say, yes, it's going to be happy forever after. But what I am saying is when the fruits of the Holy Spirit come outside of you because of the Holy Spirit's power, you will live a blessed, better life. Your circumstances may say the same, but you're going to respond to them differently because the Holy Spirit has come for everyday life. Not just Sunday, the Holy Spirit, His power within you will lead to a flourishing, satisfied, purposeful, rich life that you cannot experience in a relationship, in a substance, in an experience. You can only get it from the infilling power of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost reminds us that the Holy Spirit is not a distant force but a personal present power that desires to fill every believer and empower them to live a life of purpose and impact. Craig Grishon. Pentecost Sunday reminds us that the Holy Spirit has indwelled us for everyday life. Today, as I close and as I've been speaking about the Holy Spirit, as I end my sermon right now, perhaps you've been sitting there and you've been listening to what I've been saying and I hope more than that, you've been listening to what the Holy Spirit might be saying through the Word and through my words. But today you're here and maybe some of us, we've lost the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And more specifically, we, 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 we haven't lost it because the Holy Spirit, the Scriptures say, indwells us. He's inside us, but we're not walking with Him. We're not listening to Him. We're not obeying Him. Today, you know what I'm talking about. You've walked with the power of the Holy Spirit. You've walked with the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. And for whatever reason, you're no longer walking in that place. It's like you know what central heating is like, but for whatever reason, you're not turning it on. You've lost it. There's others here today, and you're the opposite. You don't even know what a Holy Spirit-powered life is. You don't even realize. You, you, you didn't even know that when you received Jesus to be your Savior, there was a Holy Spirit deposited inside you. 
a power to get you through what you're getting through, a power to, to enable you to bring the gospel message to the world, a power to change you, transform you. You know, you, you didn't even realize that. You're living a life where you didn't know that there was something there available for you. And so what have you done? You've rugged up your life. You've brought out blankets to, to, to warm yourself up, to use your own abilities, your own giftings, your own might, your own strength. And you've discovered it doesn't work because you didn't realize the Holy Spirit power is there for you. He's empowering you. He's indwelling you. There's a power available to you to help you to live a sanctified life, to help you to speak up, to tell people about Jesus Christ, to help you know when God is speaking to you to do the right thing, the Holy Spirit life. And this morning, as we all stand, I'm going to invite people to come forward. And our worship team.